You're listening to The Real Football Show on ESPN KLMS. Antonio must have looking to make it safe. Another week, another show, and whoa, it's the weekend. How cool is that? The, the nice thing is whenever you hear my voice, you're like, I always am in a good mood when I hear Animal because it's the weekend, and it must be another edition of The Real Football Show. So, yes, we're back for another week of fun and, yes, our favorite footy game that is football, that is the beautiful game of soccer. So here we go. Perk with another roundtable of guests as we go into EPL, U.S. Men's National Team, U.S. Women's National Team, talk some Husker soccer, talk some American Outlaws, and how you can come down and hang out and have some fun with us this weekend. So there it is. Perk, take it away from here. Oh, yeah. Well, Nick's actually supporting his Husker soccer shirt, so that's good to see. So with us today, uh, another new person. We're just getting new people all the time. That's great, though. The show is growing. Yeah, which is great to see. So Nick Holmes joins us again. Nick Holmes, uh, a Southampton fan for a very good reason. Uh, his dad is a legend there, FA Cup winner. So welcome back again to the show, Nick. Always good to have you. Thanks, Perk. And uh, from you, from Seward, Nebraska, Kearney originally, Jason Whitus is here, head Concordia men's soccer coach. So, Jason, thanks for joining us. Well, thanks. Glad to be here. So and, how is it we keep getting all these new people? And I feel like our credibility is actually climbing, <laughs> you know, ever since we had uh, U.S. Women's National Team gal, uh, Lori, Lori Lindsay. Lori Lindsay. Yeah, that, that didn't hurt at all. She, she was amazing. She was great. She was an awesome guest. So we can only hope that we can kind of like, you know, keep that upward slope going on, man. We're just getting better and better every week. I think so. Yeah. Oh, hopefully. Hopefully that's a thing. And especially now with Nick and Jason here, it's going to be really that's, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> the big deal this weekend is the American Outlaws and how you can hang out with the American Outlaws and support Husker soccer this weekend. Friday night, uh, depending on when you watch this, Friday night uh, we're playing Iowa, a home game against Iowa. Might be a little, I was going to say rain or shine, but probably going to be rain. Hell, dude, it could be 90 <laughs> again tomorrow. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> so uh, American Outlaw, we're in a tailgate. Uh, we're just on the east side of the tennis courts there. We'll have hot dogs, uh, water, sodas, um, g- games out there, giant Jenga, spike balls, kind of things. Uh, so if, if you happen to be around and about, come on out and then join us. We'll be uh, kind of with the Husker Hooligans, the student section, joining forces. And uh, Jason, Nick, we talked off air a little bit. Husker women are doing well. They are. I mean, I think leading the Big Ten, playing really well. They, Four zero and two in the Big Ten. Yeah, had crazy. That, had that one uh, tough contest early in the year against Baylor, but besides <laughs> that, they've been really playing well. Yeah, it's good to see they they took that after that little that little thrubbing there, and they went. Uh, they beat somebody on the road. Beat, the beat Penn State on the road well, in Penn their State house, the and then got a draw against Ohio State. We'll take it. Yeah, because we had we'll that, that tough that road every schedule. Day. So now we're here. Now we're back home. Yeah, I think one of the big important wins for them recently was the comeback win against Indiana when they were down. I think three, uh, two to one, or three oh. to three to one, I think, and then came back and won four to three in overtime, and yeah. it was it was a great comeback. Oh, nice. Overtime. Oh yeah, I think that uh, Page had a uh, hat trick. Hat trick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So, I mean, just good things happening this weekend with uh, Husker women. And, you know, and and I guess, you know, since we're kind of stateside, let's talk a little U.S. men's national team because, yeah, we got some games coming up here. It's the friendlies, of course, taking on uh, Columbia next week. In fact, uh, a week from Thursday, the 11th, uh, taking on Columbia. 
you know, the roster's out, and I, I always I always do this, and I almost just have it. But whenever I spell Columbia, I always spell like the sporting <laughs> wear, and that's not spelled the same way as the country. <laughs> now you got if, me thinking about it. If you do that and Colombians see it, they get really upset. We've had a couple Colombians on our team, and they put on their roster <laughs> on the that. website, and it was misspelled, and, and oh, they get no. pretty upset about that. Well, they should. Yeah. They should. You don't, you don't want your name misspelled. Or your, I mean, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. So my apologies. It's never on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> You're in... I, well, we'll get into Cordy in a second because I do want to ask about your your roster. is very either it's either local or uh, or foreign. It seems like so um, pretty, yeah, pretty far reaching. It's either right here in the house or it's not. It definitely. I mean, obviously, soccer spans uh, all corners of the world, and we we try to make sure we're uncovering everybody under every rock. And uh, you know, the game has become more and more international at the college level in the past ten years. Uh, not only at the NAI level, but the Division two, Division one level. It's becoming a little bit more and more in, uh, international. And uh, yeah, we probably have about a third of our team that's international, and it's, it's really all over the place, from Hong Kong to. South America oh, to that is so UK cool. that to is everywhere. So, cool. so it's, it's kind of a fun blend of, of one personalities and cultures uh, onto a team. Are those internationals usually older? Uh, in many cases, they maybe are a year, a gap year that they've had between high school. Sometimes it's two. We've had a couple that are, you know, three or four years in between high school and coming to college. But t- typically, it's about a year gap uh, between high school. Okay, so cool. it's nice that they're a little bit more mature when they get here as well. Awesome. Primary huh? school, I think, is what they call it. Prime primary school. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because we, we say elementary, junior high, high school here. You know, I think they just call it and term it all as a primary school. But yeah, okay. So United States men, the roster is out. We got Columbia on Thursday, the eleventh, and then we have on Tuesday Peru. Peru. Um, so when you saw the roster, did it surprise you at all? Anything in there that you just you know feel like is <laughs> one name stuck out? A name uh, Michael Bradley. Um, and I have nothing against Michael Bradley. He's, he's been a favorite player of mine for a long time. But that's I, the key word, long. <laughs> <laughs> because we're trying to youth up this roster. I, I, so I hope I don't have a problem with him being on the roster because uh, you need. It's such a, a very young roster, and you guys being coaches, maybe. You can, I mean, you need the the leadership. I don't know if I want to see him starting out there. I don't know if I even need to see him playing really. Um, but maybe he gives that locker room leadership since we don't really have a coach. <laughs> maybe this, maybe he's the leadership. I don't know. Is it okay to have him on? I think it's fine to have him on. Uh, I'm kind of like you in that. Uh, let's let's play the guys that we think are going to be there for the next cycle. And and yeah. uh, eventually, though these guys have been important players for us, we've got to start to move on and, and give these youth, uh, these younger guys, some chances. Uh, yeah, I see it as a good maybe move for the locker room in terms of leadership, like you mentioned. Uh, but the other name that is kind of the same boat as um, as him is Guzan, you know, a keeper. Oh, like, yep. what? He's likely not going to be there, in my opinion, come the <laughs> next cycle. Why not have this experience with somebody else that will be? Yeah, because these are friendlies. This is this is where we need to get him in the game yeah. so they can get that experience. So yeah, so maybe he's maybe he's the same reason to kind of like Nick Romano is always 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 on the on the roster. Maybe he's just your guy to help the younger guys. Again, I hope I hope that's the reason. But the, I think the challenge is I don't think you answer any questions, right? He may he may help in mentoring younger guys, or they may have some leadership that that is taken away from him being on the on the roster. But they're not really answering any questions when it comes to tomorrow or or uh, down the road, and especially with no coach. Mm-hmm. So oh. I mean, again, <laughs> this is great. Because the San Francisco Chronicle torched the U.S. team this week really? in an article. U.S. <laughs> soccer, 
Here's the here's the name of the article from the San Francisco Chronicle. U.S. soccer still without a coach and without a clue. Oh, <laughs> because we're coming up on, and I don't know where um, Corey Donahue is, <laughs> but on October 10th, the morning of October 10th, he'll wake up in a cold sweat and go, "What was that happened a year ago? What was it? <laughs> it'll be like it'll be like it, the wound that Frodo got in in Lord of the Rings. You're <laughs> like, oh, oh." On October 10th last year, you all know what happened. Uh, by the way, uh, <laughs> October, that's when we lost to Trinette Tobago, of course, and didn't Two make the World Cup. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the women this year on October 10th play Trinidad Tobago <laughs> in the World Cup qualifying. Oh, man. Now, I, as much as, as in shock as I was in 2017 against Trinidad, you multiply that by a million if the women don't qualify for the World Cup, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> You, you can read more about this. Again, San Francisco Chronicle, the American program has wasted a year when young players could be evaluated by the head coach, then tested and pushed. So San Francisco Chronicle is not ignoring this white elephant in the room and saying, what have we done in the last year? Just it's going been off, a year. Just going off the headline, I can't disagree. I, I, I haven't read the article. but in, you know, So we're here with a year without a coach. In the meantime, uh, the three Lions over here, they, just sound, they, sound, they signed Southgate to a four-year contract for, like, I don't know, 10 10, 10 million pounds. That guy, is he can walk on water for them. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Till the next tournament. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That's all he has to do. That's all he has to do. I mean, what he did for them this last tournament, he's written his own. He's written his future. Yeah, and and they got a young team. And they just called up a a couple of of uncapped players that have never been in the squad. Um Matt, James Madison plays for Leicester, and okay. then um, I can't remember his first name, um, but last name Sancho plays for Borussia Dortmund. Oh, okay. And he's seventeen, and then a kid that is on loan at Derby from Chelsea. Um, last name is Mount. All three of those guys haven't um, haven't been in the England squad before. And, and Sancho's so. young. Good he's Lord. seventeen. Is it, uh, Spain like a walking book. and uh, Croatia. They play. Yes. Who yeah. And the, the league of. Na- League, League of Nations. Nations or whatever I still call it, it the International Friendly because I don't know what the League of Nations is. No, I don't know what it is. The only League of Nations I know is something in like 1930 that's yeah, that like was, a failed UN. The League of Nations. As opposed to the Super Friends that I watched on Saturday mornings. <laughs> anyway, the U.S. women's team, they have Panama on Sunday the 7th. Uh, and then they've got Trinidad and Tobago on the 10th, which of it's course is, is the anniversary. Like... Which again, if you see Corey that day and you think he doesn't look well, it's because he's still suffering a year later. <laughs> anyway, hey, we got a full show ahead of us. We hope you're enjoying it. In fact, high school football coming up after our show. We should probably go ahead and mention that. Uh, tonight, after the real football show, you can catch Waverly uh, at Omaha Scut. So that's what the plan is. It is the real football show on ESPN FM 1015-1480 AM. You're listening to the real football show on ESPN KLMS. By Osamendi, De Bruyne over the top, looking for Sane. Flag stays down. Sweet to keeper. Hugo Lloris has missed it. And Leroy Sane will score. Finally, Manchester City take one of their chances. Relief of Pep Guardiola. Joy in the Etihad for the home fans. Manchester City 1, Tottenham Hotspur 0. It is the Real Football Show on ESPN FM 1015-1480 AM. Yes, we have a Twitter. Yes, we have the Facebooks. We're so important. We're so cool. We're so trendy. But more importantly, we have, yes, talk about soccer once a week. 6 p.m. on ESPN FM, of course, 
on uh, demand, on your time, whenever you want it, on ESPN1480.com. It's Perk, it's Nick, it's uh, Jason Very joining good. us this week. <laughs> Jason is the coach of Concordia. He's the actual coach. You know, as opposed to us screwing around out there, this guy actually has to be organized and have a game plan. Which, of course, I'm sure he'll he'll refute that and say a game plan. I don't have anything like that because coaches are very generic in their statements. <laughs> and we he's do. done if very Jason well. Jason is one thing; he is meticulous. We just try and kick it you. in the goal. That's the plan. <laughs> See that? Put the ball in there. Yeah. Take the ball and put it in there. That's, that's the that. classic, like parents who don't know any better. You sit around listening to them, kick it, shoot it. <laughs> game plan is boot it and score it in the goal. That's right. <laughs> so, Sporting KC draws with Real Salt Lake this past Sunday. Oh, yeah. Okay, you know what? We'll take the point, sure, whatever. Sure. But, I mean, we got a barn burner this weekend, and tough guy to the right of me is going to the <laughs> game, man. He's going to have a great time as they take on the Galaxy, which will you know who be there? Just curious. I'm excited, actually, as much as I am to go. I love going to sporting games and playing L.A. Galaxy with Zlatan Ibrahimovic. To see him play in person, I'm very much looking forward to seeing him play. Hopefully, seeing him lose, but but I want to see him play. I mean, I went. I've seen Messi play live against the USA. He he scorched us. It was in Copa America two years ago. Best athlete I've ever seen play in person was Lionel Messi, and I've I've seen Barry Sanders was 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 on top of my list. And Messi overtook him. You know, it was just on a different level. It was just unbelievable to see. So I am really excited to see Zlatan play and and hopefully see Sporting clinch a playoff berth, too. So Well, I guess if you see them, uh, L.A. lose, at least you hope to see a couple goals from Zlatan. Hopefully sure. it's a 3-2 to two game that uh, he scores some, <laughs> that would be cool. some amazing goals. That would be cool. So, uh, Sinovic from Sporting KC, Sinovic. Sinovic, yeah. Uh, so he says avoiding the KO round, the knockout round, has been in their minds <laughs> all year, which, of course, that's what you want to avoid is the knockout round. That's four years in a row on the road. Oh. They've been in the knockout round and lost. Sporting KC, also in other news, has signed a 15-year-old kid <laughs> out of uh, from it... Shawnee Mission. Oh, okay, okay. A 15-year-old. <laughs> He's the second. That's the second youngest player yeah. in club history. Because I thought there was a kid from North Carolina. I thought that was... Yeah, in fact, uh, yeah. That, that's that's uh, who they said. They, they even have the date, the days here. 15 years, 266 days old. <laughs> Freeman is a resident of Shawnee. He's the second youngest. The other one is uh, Busio. Okay. Uh, uh, Gianluca Busio, 15 years and 89 days old when he signed in August of 2017. I remember talking about that last year on the show. Yeah. So So this is a lot of uh, home... Homegrown teenagers now joining the team, which is pretty cool. It's, it's impressive. And a 15-year-old, though? I mean, you're a coach. I mean, you see these kids come in here, and they're like 19, 20, 18. Mm-hmm. You know, 15. Oh, it amazes me sometimes. You see the one, the talent level of, of some of these young guys, but to be able to perform on the on the big stage that they do in front of the crowds and, and the expectations, it's it's really uh, you think about not only the physical and and technical skills, but the uh, the psychological component to being that top of a player. Oh, sure. Can, can how many freshmen play for you contribute right away usually? Yeah, it's kind of, it kind of changes, I think, as, as the program develops. When we when we kind of first took over, uh, I don't think we were exactly a winning program when we first took over, and we played quite a few. And I think as years have gone on, as we become more and more competitive and, and more of a winning program, it's harder and harder to play as a freshman. I'd say typically there's there's maybe one freshman, two freshmen that start each year, uh, but there's there's other freshmen that might contribute throughout a year. That's all, and, and and those are eighteen year olds. So now you go three years younger. Mm-hmm. 
playing professionally. They're not even driving just, alone yet. Yeah, Pulisic went through that. He had to, you know, when he went to Germany. He wasn't old enough at, time, at the fir- at first. That's crazy. Freeman, by the way, sporting Casey's 10th homegrown signing. Six of the 10 have come in the past two years. So huh. they're really driving that youth point home. Oh, Kansas City's a big soccer community. So have great, have a great time at the game. You can take a lot of pictures and put them up on, uh, on Real Football Show. That, Facebook. that game you talked about, that Real game, it was uh, Beasler versus Beasler. <laughs> yeah, okay, so I cool. saw that, and I was, like, confused there for half a second, and I'm like... <laughs> well, they, they both... It's so, it, it's so Matt's younger brother, Nick, I think his name, actually, um, plays for Real Salt Lake. Uh, it isn't as much of a mainstay he as it started a lot. He is not liked, by the way. <laughs> he, what did he do? It, not only he, that, but the fans. I saw the abuse the fans were giving him. Well, he did something. He either <laughs> took somebody out, or he, 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 he did something that... I mean, it wasn't dirty or anything, but it was in front of a home crowd, <laughs> so they weren't going <laughs> to like it. And the parents, they're from Kansas City. The Beaslers are from Kansas City. And the parents are wearing those split jerseys. You know, oh, jeez. on one side and Real on yeah. one side. So it, it was cool to see. And I think they play the same position, center back. They look a lot alike. So it was, good. it was cool to see. There's only four games left for Sporting KC, LA Galaxy, then against Vancouver, then against Dallas. That's going to be the telltale sign. At Dallas, too. Because got to beat Dallas, and then LAFC is the last game of the year uh, before we jump into the playoffs for MLS. There's no easy game left, and they're, they're, they're doing fine. They just really need to clinch top two at an absolute worst top four. Yes. Because if you're five or six, you're on the road – on a one-game knockout, and you, you don't want that because then, yeah. Absolutely. We haven't fared well the past four years on that. It has not <laughs> gone well. So we should maybe segue over, talk a little EPL, just to kind of mix it up a little bit, see what's going on this week as we take a look at the standings in EPL. Look who's number one. No surprise. And there's Man City, by the way, with no losses still. Oh, a, couple six, teams, a couple teams with no losses. but Six wins, one draw. Yes, okay, yeah, you're right. Liverpool would be the other one. And then uh, you know if we didn't if we again didn't count anything else, Chelsea would be yeah I knew you were gonna say no, that. I wasn't you brought that up for a reason. <laughs> no, Chelsea is no, in third no, place, five reason, wins, but... two draws. Probably not losing on Sunday either. Just so you know. Uh, oh, oh Southampton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cutoff at the bottom: Newcastle, Cardiff City, and Huddersfield. Gosh, it, for one, Man City's averaging three goals a game. Yeah. And the other factor is you look at those top three teams with Man City, Liverpool, and Chelsea, they're not conceding goals. You know, three goals, three goals, five goals. I mean, uh, it's a big difference. Uh, that's what's separate. 18. At the end of the day, scoring 21. obviously is important, but it's these top teams. They don't concede. Man City, 21 goals for, three goals against. That's seven for one. Think about that. That's seven to one. And to Jason's point, you look at the bottom. Look, okay, look at Huddersfield Town. They've given up 16 in seven games. So that's over to a game. So for them to win, they have to score at least three goals a game. <laughs> yeah. And that's just not happening. Right. <laughs> Especially against three quarters of the EPL. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. You, you can't give up these goals. And the top teams don't. Number one goal scorer, Mr. Azad from Chelsea with six goals. <laughs> he's and then, he's uh, playing awesome. Mitrovic is in second place tied with Harry Kane. And then Aguero also tied uh, for second place as well. It's uh, it, 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 this, the crazy stat about this, I think, is the fact that uh, uh, Mitrovic, who was just in first place, you know, Azar jumps up and takes his spot in goals from last week, just from last week. 
Just from last that, week. That was a good game. We kind of talked about it a little bit earlier. The Chelsea-Liverpool game was a really good game. Mm-hmm. You talk and about a good game. We'll talk about West Ham. Woo! <laughs> Go Hammers! Man, that was there was there is I haven't been that satisfied or gratified after a game in a long time. But that was due. And I don't know what's going on, but that again, I know very little about our coach, but I just know he's a famous guy from back in the day. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he won a Champions League, didn't he? Well, he won he won with Man City. Yes. Yeah. Right. He won uh the EPL with Man City, oh, that's right. yeah. and then I think he was the first Man City coach. Oh, okay. Second. So oh, okay. So it's just amazing so that a, he to seems to have these yeah. guys all spear pointed. They all seem to be going in the same direction. <laughs> so I, again, I, I could say it's the coach. I could say it's the players finally got their act together. I couldn't tell you which one it is, but it feels like since this guy came in, there was a couple weeks there where it was awful. And I don't know if it was just like, uh, we're all not going in the same direction. And he seems to say, hey, he's got everybody going the right way. Three points against Man U, a point against Chelsea. You can't ask for more. And Jason, if you haven't noticed, if you didn't know beforehand, you know now, I'm a West Ham fan. I couldn't guess. <laughs> it was, uh, there was some doubt last year as to whether we were going to stay up. And, you know, yeah. it, it came at the end. So and your roster is a good roster. There's no reason to not. Yeah. There is no reason to not be awesome with the mm. roster that we have. With the players that we have on that team. Anyway, there's actually a Friday game. In fact, West Ham and Brighton play Friday afternoon at 2 o'clock. Then we jump into Saturday. No early games this week. Burnley, Huddersfield, Crystal Palace, the Wolves, Watford and Bournemouth, Leicester and Everton, Tottenham and Cardiff City. In fact, I think I heard somebody over there say something about the Spurs earlier. Somebody was a Spurs fan. Somebody's wife was a Spurs fan. (laughs) Yeah, my wife's a Spurs fan. I think she likes Bale or somebody. I don't know. But... Then we jump to the 1130 uh, highlight game, which would be Man United and Newcastle. Fulham and Arsenal playing early Sunday. Southampton, Chelsea playing at 815 (laughs) on Sunday. And then Liverpool and Man City, the highlight game on Sunday morning at 1030. Dang. That'll be good. It is the Real Football Show on ESPN FM 101.5 and 1480 AM. You're listening to the Real Football Show. On ESPN, KLMS. And someone step up here for West Ham. Winston Reed onto his left side. It's low. It's in. Would you believe it? Right at the end of the game. In the 94th minute, it's the winning goal for West Ham United. It is the Real Football Show on ESPN FM 1015, 1480 AM. Oh, my gosh. Nick, Perk, Jason, and we talk about that highlight game that we kind of oohed and awed about at the end of the last segment, and that would be the Liverpool game on Sunday morning. Wow. Liverpool, Man City. Now, Nick has some inside information about, because we're <laughs> completely fast. As Americans, we're so fascinated by the uh, animosity and uh, the ill will, and we always, you know, we I always compare, you know, we always hear about Red Sox, Yankees, and you know whether it's Miami, Notre Dame, whatever the rivalry is, and and in Nebraska, we're always these nice fans, right? Or but you know, we had a rivalry, and we can't comprehend the rivalries in in England or in Europe in general, and. <laughs> And not that not that Man City Liverpool is a huge rivalry. It's it's usually Liverpool Man 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 Man, Man U, of course. But because like last year, I guess. So what's this what's this article you read? Nick? So I was, yeah, I was reading. I, I can't remember what it was earlier before I came on the show. And 
So the, after the Champions League uh, game between them last year, they or before the game, they were traveling to the stadium and they had made their bus route public. <laughs> <laughs> and so Liverpool fans had lined the street and they're throwing bottles at it. It's actually, if you watch the documentary, the All or Nothing documentary on, oh, on Man um, City, on Man City, you can see the scene and there's police everywhere. There's flares going off, everything. So I was reading today that they've kept their bus route secret so no one knows how they're getting to the stadium or what what way they're going to but the they, know they know they know their end destination yeah. right <laughs> probably only right. so many rows to get there <laughs> yeah. i'm thinking you just you get a helicopter and maybe land it and then you know let everybody get off and then get out again so, so is it, uh, you know, when you do sewer to York or something, Jason, you guys, you know, you yeah, keep who's, your route who, safe. We do. We go about 100 miles out of the way just so that uh, there's no, no shenanigans. That's because you're bad at directions. Yeah. I just, I, it's, a, it's amazing to us. And then, of course, when we have the English guys on the show, man, they're just like, it's no big deal. It's, it's very, it's, it's very it's sewn into do. the fabric it, of their lives. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know, who's Southampton's rival? Portsmouth. Portsmouth, okay. And, no, and Portsmouth is what? Is they're in the second tier, right? They're at League One, so it'd be the oh. third tier. So they're, but they're top of League One. So we could potentially be playing them next year if we <laughs> keep no, playing as well as we are at the moment. I don't think so. I think you will still be but, up. You'll stay. So, so I, I, and I don't want to misquote my, my dad on this one, but I, I remember him telling me a story of, I think, I can't remember who they were playing, but I'm pretty sure they got a brick through their bus window once. Oh, man. Um, a leaving. Brick. Can you imagine the Colorado Buffaloes football team <laughs> pulling up a Memorial Stadium and somebody chucking a brick through it and flares <laughs> and cops on horses? Because this is, I can't even put my, I can't even make my brain make that, that scene happen. <laughs> was it a Portsmouth fan? Um, no, I think oh. it was, I think it was maybe Bradford. Maybe okay, Bradford. Okay. They they drove up to Bradford and 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 Bradford's a, a rougher place in England maybe. Um, and uh, yeah, it's evidently that in Millwall. Brick, Anybody brick that Millwall plays, yeah. no kidding. That's yeah. crazy. Have you? I mean, have you? Either one of you uh, within the last few years been overseas to see a game at all? I mean, I would expect Jason that you're going to have to at least venture over one of these like things at some point i need to and want to desperately but i haven't uh it's it's tough during our season and it's and, pricey and then uh it's expensive as well and then uh, it seems like our season never ends uh but uh, nick's been trying to convince me to go for a few years and i think eventually we'll get a trip up there so the liverpool man city game i would definitely have to tune in just to see the uh the warm-ups and everything that's going to be going on outside of the stadium and the walk-in that's going <laughs> yes. to be epic yeah so uh that's what we've got planned for this weekend of course you know the standings where everybody's sitting on that um but huddersfield cardiff city and newcastle huddersfield they do not look long for this <laughs> this planet not this year at least you know they were up they came up last year you know yeah they stayed up and, and you know so everybody who, who came up stayed up you know brighton huddersfield and i can't remember the other team offhand but um new no, Cardiff no. City. Car- no, no, no. Who was it? Cardiff City is up this year. Yeah. No. And in fact, there's a new episode of promoted on Cardiff City, Fulham, and the Wolves. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. Which is a cool show that's on NBC Sports. No. Right. Um, it's very Brighton? cool. Brighton, maybe. But uh, yeah, so there's a new episode of that. And look at the Wolves. The Wolves are sitting there in ninth place right yeah, now. Yeah, they're like kind of, they're a dangerous team. Then you look at the top ten. You see Watford. You see Bournemouth, and the, the Cherries are doing pretty good. Well, well, look at look at number ten. By the way, Man United. Man so, United at ten? Yeah. Question mark. And they had a bad Champions League outing this week. Um, what I'm getting Who's that at is Mourinho. I can't remember that guy's they're name. They're just not. They're they're not right. So are they? They're they are not. not right. They're not right. I mean, there is something going on. 
It's got to be Mourinho, right? It's got to be the coach at, at some point, right? Obviously, it well, starts and ends there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I think I think the trouble is that the um, man use kind of in that uh, mode of they don't want to chop chop coaches left and right. And do you do you give someone more time? Uh, does he deserve more time, or do you keep on chopping and chopping when those, those results happen? Considering their payroll and considering the talent on the team, <laughs> they shouldn't be tenth, right? Absolutely, yeah. Just on, on name alone, they should be top if five. I, if I say the name Roy Keane, does that ring a bell at all? <laughs> yes. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So Roy Keane hitting out at the current Manchester United squad, accusing some of them of being crybabies and not trying their hardest because of their feelings towards Jose Mourinho. They say, you, you, he said, that's what he says. So Roy Keane, a little background on this guy. You guys tell us a little bit about this guy. Legendary EPL player. Yeah, Roy Keane played from Ireland, I think from Cork County originally, and um, went to Nottingham Forest and then went from Forest to Man U and known as a bit of a hard man um, in his day. <laughs> Loves a tackle. Um, but very good player as well. And, um, you know, he is a no-nonsense no nonsense midfielder. And, um, you know, he's from the old the old school, right? He was from the Alex oh, Ferguson. And, yeah, and he's you from read, the Alex Ferguson. You read, oh, read his book, and then you talk, and the, no, there wasn't anything that happened in Manchester that Alex Ferguson didn't know about as far as his <laughs> players went. So in his in Roy Keane's book, he talks about there. Roy went out to the pub one night, had a few too many drinks, and the next day, <laughs> Alex Ferguson says, "Do you have a nice night out last night, Roy?" And you could tell he was like, "Oh no, he knows. He knows already." Um, and then you know, Roy Keane also talks about when he was at Forest um, before he moved to United about. He played a, a bad back pass that led to a goal, and the last thing, or the first thing, happened to him when he came in the locker room was that the head coach of Forest, which um, was uh, uh, last name by uh, Clough, um, punched him in the face, knocked him on the floor, <laughs> whoa, and said, "You won't play that pass again, will you?" Wow! So yeah, he, he, did it. he definitely has that old school mentality. I also heard a story where someone played a pass that he didn't like, and this is in training, and he ran seventy yards across the field to go scream at that player and say, "Don't you ever play that ball again!" And then ran back to, to his position. I mean, just intensity. I think that you talk about feelings. I think he was one that wasn't. Uh, he was willing to hurt feelings, and uh, so sometimes that's what you have to do. And and, and you know what. With Pogba there, you wonder with some of these stars that they have on that team, who's running? Who's running the team? Who's, yeah. who's running the team? Just boys with big bank accounts, but yeah. still boys. And Mourinho right? became—he was the first coach to have uh, a, a billion pounds in transfers. You know, a billion? Yeah. A billion? You know, you get Lukaku, Pogba, whoever else they're getting. I think that their D line they kind of vamped up, but yeah, so they got the yeah the lineup, the people they have in their team. Is amazing, but you just look. I mean, I was talking to my dad on the on the way to work this morning on the phone, and like, think about the United team. Do any of those players get into Liverpool's team? Do any of them get into Man City's team? Do any of them get into Chelsea's team? I mean, based on based on what I've watched, I wouldn't pick them over anybody. That's on, a good point. Man City's that. team, maybe De Gea. De Gea, yeah, but, yeah. yeah De Gea like, might get in uh, Chelsea's team. Maybe I don't know. Cause, now, uh, sure, uh, yeah, Courtois is gone. Yeah. Assuming, and you guys have been keeping up with the Champions League, which we should probably segue into. Yes. In fact, a game held this week. Uh, Atletico beat Club Bruges 3-1. Uh, to one. Also, Tottenham loses to Barcelona 4-2. to two. Going back to Messi on that one, mm-hmm. if you watched that, Sorry, his yeah. performance yesterday, Messi's just... A- 
a different class. <laughs> I, I saw like the last like ten minutes, and he had I mean, he had that layup because Suarez let that dummy go through. It was which is very nice, and <laughs> Messi's just not going to miss. He, and he look, it took his time, settled the ball, and yeah. So so he he played well all game. He's I, well, I think he he scored two. Yep, and then set the other two up. Oh, I didn't know. Okay. So he was involved in all of them, and and it was a good game. It was a good game, open game, and Tottenham probably could have, could have scored a few more, oh, sure. and that, and Barcelona probably could have scored a few more. The, and, the, the, but he's just like Messi is a different class. When people make the argument about who's better, Ronaldo or Messi. For me, it's messy all the way. And I'm okay, sure you guys uh, have seen the FIFA commercials, too. The FIFA game commercials. I have not, actually. Featuring no. said superstars that you have mentioned, <laughs> which uh, no surprise that they would get them in the uh, commercials. Of course, yes. No one, very, very marketable people, too. Yes, they are. So, here it is. Another weekend. You know, Of course, you can always catch the show on demand at ESPN1480.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. And, yes... The show is uh, is is for you. If you have a love for a team, message us on Facebook, message us on Twitter. Hey, you know, hit us up. And of course, we're always giving away tickets to the Husker soccer game. So keep an eye on our Facebook pay, uh, posts and pages because, of course, we're always giving away tickets for that too. And and maybe we get some tickets. Uh, Concordia, maybe Concordia is going to hook us up with some tickets. And we'll give those away too. It is the Real Football Show on ESPN fourteen eighty AM and one hundred one five FM. You're listening to The Real Football Show on ESPN KLMS. A little bit too far maybe for Dempsey to hit it. That was a Clint Mathis free kick a couple of ago. That one blasted and slapped away by Lopez as it almost found the net. Still loose in front, and it's not told by Bobby Wood. Clint Dempsey creates, but it's Wood that finishes and levels in the 85th. It is The Real Football Show on ESPN FM 1015, 1480 AM. It's Jason, it's Nick, it's Perk for another week. One hour a week is what they give us. Don't forget there is high school football after The Real Football Show this week. Uh, it will be Waverly at Omaha Scut. So we move on and talk the beautiful game that is soccer, that is football. And you have Champions League, UEFA Champions League, a whole slew of games this past week. Man, oh, it's fun. I, I love Champions League. I love watching Champions League. And for people know, it's it's really the European playoffs. It's the best clubs uh, playing against each other, and I, I just absolutely love it. And uh, see what you get. We're only two games in to the the whole tournament right now, um, and I have the people who are favored to win. So I have the odds, and tell me if you agree with this. So the well, who's your who's the odds on favorite to win betting wise? The odds on favorite. Well, you well, know everybody's going to say, gonna, favorite, but, gonna say Juventus. Uh, everybody's uh, going to say third. That. They're third. They're third. So yeah. it's, it's a Man City is his favorite to win, even though they've only got That's three who points. I'd pick. Uh, Man City, Barcelona, it's all kind of close. Man City's four, four and a half to one to win. Barcelona's five to one. Uh, Juventus, six to one. Liverpool, eight to one. Bayern, PSG, nine to one. And Real's dropped to ten to one. So, I mean, your usual suspects. Um, uh, but, you know, Real's dropped, you know, the three time defending champions. They lost a key player. <laughs> yeah, I think that Group G actually is an interesting group because when it when it first happened with uh, it's Real Madrid, Roma, Pilsen, oh. and Moscow, everybody thought, okay, it's it's Real and Roma going through without a question, <laughs> and it's been an interesting group so far, and it may end up still likely being that. But you've got Moscow who knocks off Real Madrid, which is an amazing shut surprise. Them um, shut them out, uh, but also had a red card. At, I think at some point, maybe it was late in the game, but. Um, it's one of those situations where you've got some teams that might be fighting for it. Moscow on uh, leading the group at this point, two games in. I don't think anybody would have thought that. Yeah, uh, it was uh, it was their goalie, and it, and it was super late. It was like ninety fifth minute because there was a joke going around that he 
he, I guess he he's a great goalie. He had a great World Cup. I can't think of his name. Um, had that great shootout, a uh, couple saves against Spain in the World Cup. But I guess he doesn't get many clean sheets in Champions League. And they go, well, he, he ruined his clean sheet by getting a 95th minute red card. But I think he still gets credit for it, I mm-hmm. think. I don't know how that stat worked. But, but, so it was late. But I guess a lot of people don't like going to Moscow. A lot of people don't like the travel to Russia, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, again, you wouldn't think they'd go through. Jurgen yeah. Klopp, by the way, insisting he was partly to blame for Liverpool's poor performance in their Champions League defeat to Napoli. Failed to register a single shot on target as they were beaten uh, really? by a late goal at San uh, San Paolo. No shot. I knew it was a like a yeah a eighty ninth minute goal or something, but it was right at the end. No shots on target. That's amazing. It's yeah. the problem with it's the problem with Liverpool versus City though, right? Like you look at Man City and they've got like the best player in every position, but they're too deep. <laughs> like Liverpool, you're like, oh, they're really good, but then when someone gets injured, you. You're not replacing them with the same caliber, which is what City can do. That's and true. then you're asking them to play Champions League, Carabao Cup, FA Cup, you know, EPL, and play at the style and the the pace and the 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 speed that Klopp has them play. It'd be I, tough for them. I do point. like Klopp because he wears his heart on his shoulder, man. Everything's right there. You can tell exactly how he's feeling. As opposed to like a Mourinho, you can't really tell. I mean, he just looks mad all the time. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you said it right there. I mean, Klopp took. Credit for, for the for the blame. Loss. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's that's fair for him to do that. But the reality is, uh, I, I don't know if there's much that he could have done to to help them create one shot on goal. I mean, ultimately, this is this is an execution thing. Uh, this is the players not performing. I think more so than the manager not uh, coming up with the right tactics or putting in his team in a position to succeed. So it's great that he wants to kind of fall on the sword for his team. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think that's a matter of execution. And I'm sure that that's that's in public. He's doing that. Yeah. My guess is in private. <laughs> Probably. Different conversations. Yes. <laughs> Barcelona superstar Lionel Messi named man of the match after his brace against the Spurs on Wednesday night, equaling now a UEFA Champions League record held by what's that guy's name? I'm guessing Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> they just go back and forth. They Cristiano Ronaldo, he's now equaled his. His uh Score, scored his side's third and fourth goal in their 4-2 win at Wembley, taking his tally for the uh, campaign to five strikes after just two games. So he's now Messi's now scored 105 Champions League goals for FC Barcelona, equaling the competitive record for the most goals for a single club. At longstanding rival Ronaldo, scoring 105 of his 120 Champions League goals in the yeah. colors of Real Madrid, a record now matched by Messi. Wow! But yeah, uh, Ronaldo's got him on total goals, though. Yeah, so that's that's. But they're both shattering these records is a thing. You can you know like I know Nick will prefer Messi, but you can go back and forth in those guys. The fact is, they shatter every other record. Yeah. It's it's those two and no one else. And I'm pretty sure we're all still going to watch soccer when their career is done. But uh, are, is everybody just going to turn off the TV? Because I mean, why <laughs> why watch if they're not there? Yeah, it, exactly. It's like I I, I kind of compare it to like they're like Magic and and Bird in the NBA, but of the caliber of Jordan. You know, it's like you got right. these two and there's amazing two of them. Super there's yeah, two of them. exactly back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Just, in fact, the uh, the Golden Boot thing. You know, it's just finally <laughs> given to somebody else. Yes. <laughs> to Luka Modric. So, who, it, who deserved it? But uh, yeah, it's like you're just so used to seeing these other guys. Ronaldo, you know, Ronaldo and Messi, Ronaldo and Messi, and they just they got five each player of the year. Wow. It's unbelievable. So, talking other uh, leagues, Serie A, your standings in Serie A, Juventus is in first place. Well, everybody's not surprised by that at all. La Liga, your standings in first place, Barcelona. 
It's kind of the usual suspects right now. I mean, we are still at the beginning of the year, you know, uh, and let's not forget about uh, Bundesliga. Bundesliga, which, of course, everybody's... Everybody likes Dortmund, but of course, everybody really likes Baron more than anybody. <laughs> uh, Weston McKinney for Schalke. So Weston McKinney, uh, uh, is he still a teenager? Uh, USA <laughs> te- the other the other USA phenom um, had a goal in Champions League for Schalke. That's awesome. So, so I mean, he's playing very well. Actually, is, is Pulisic playing? Is he going to be on our squad? He is. He was on the squad for the upcoming uh, two friendlies. I, I think, think Col- uh, Colombia. I, I doubt he'll start because I think he's still got that calf injury, okay. but I know he, he was on the roster for it. Yeah, okay. It's a back and forth between first and second in Bundesliga. Dortmund in first this week. Oh, I didn't know that. Baron okay. in second, but again, it was flip-flop the other way last week with Hertha being in third place. Oh, that's John Brooks' team, isn't it? Hertha Bundesliga. Is that right? I think so, yeah. See, again, already. Knows so much. Knows so well, much. Well, I know I, USA players. That's <laughs> he, just it. He, he, Nick but, can rattle off every single, probably every roster in the EPL. But well, I, no, I can name no. the, the USA <laughs> players. <laughs> so yeah, and and it's maybe more surprising that Schalke is down in seventeenth place mm-hmm. right yeah. now in yeah. Bundesliga. They got second. They were second last year. They yeah. they were not the seventeenth. That's for sure. <laughs> they were top five yeah. at least. You know. Um, moving on, American Outlaws. Don't forget American Outlaws have their big night with the Husker soccer team this Friday night. And if you want to join them, they're going to have a tailgate. Tell, you tell them everything. Oh, just, just on the east side of the tennis court. So it's if you want to just get to a Husker game, the, the field's phenomenal, great facility. They're playing very well, and uh, they're playing Iowa Friday night. Um, American Outlaws, we're having our tailgate with uh, – uh, Husker Hooligans, the student fan base. So come I think there's like tum- they're giving away tumblers this Friday night too. There's like uh, a- there's a limited number of tumblers, like the first five hundred maybe. And uh, we'll have at our tailgate, we'll have koozies that the the university made for us. So a little, I'm sure it'll be a Husker Hooligan slash American Outlaw koozies. So get get more information on joining the American Outlaws, and of course, hey, we have really fun parties. Yes, we you do. Know. A shout out to John Walker, the head coach of the Huskers. This is his 25th. Year. Is that oh, right? Yes, he is the, the only coach. the only coach wow. that the Husker women's soccer program's ever had, and great guy and and a great coach. They're That's rocking awesome. it this year too. I yeah. mean, they have everything in sight if they can just stay focused. If they can just keep this going, they're eight three and three in overall and four zero oh, and two in the Big Ten. They're fun to watch. I enjoy watching them. So. Yep. Uh, other than that, we've got uh, against Michigan. It's uh, Military Appreciation Day on the twelfth at the Hib. And then they uh, they have Michigan State. Very exciting game. In fact, we'll have tickets for uh, both of those games. And then they go to Wisconsin to play on the 18th of this month. Oof. Oh, full swing. Speaking, yeah, speaking of Wisconsin, oof. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the paddling will be live and televised for the football team. But it's not that I want that to happen. I'm just, I'm actually worried about our team. That is that is American football. Yeah, not a bad choice. Perkins, I'm going to coach seven year olds instead. So. <laughs> there you go. Plans for the weekend, Jason? What do you got this weekend? Uh, we have a match against uh, Presentation here at home on Saturday at uh, eight o'clock. So it'll keep me busy. What do you guys? What, who are you playing? Uh, presentation. Uh, they just uh, recently joined our conference uh, to the, Pre- the Presentation. Is actually the name the of name the school. Of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so they're they're new to our conference, and uh, we're looking forward to having a good game. Where do they play out of? They're, well, they're out of Aberdeen, South Dakota. So it's oh. it's about six hours. Which is famous because? <laughs> I don't uh, know. It is the birthplace of the Wizard of Oz. No way. Yeah. Really? What? 
Where does he come from with these stats? I don't know. I think he's making stuff up now. I interviewed for the head coaching job at, Aberdeen, or at Presentation years and years ago. And that's, yeah. and that's how you impress Amazing. them through your knowledge? Amazing. No, they have like the, the person that wrote The Wizard of Oz is from Aberdeen. They have like a whole theme park thing there in, in Aberdeen, South Dakota for The Wizard of Oz. Well, maybe leave early. Take the team early. Jason. Yeah. And, and, and Jason, I, I did you know some research on you. So uh, Concordia's won 10 or more games in seven consecutive seasons. That's great. Which has been only done by two other schools in the G-Pack that I saw. So, And your last year's team was was very good. Broke a record uh, winning seven conference games. So you've been on a roll. And so congratulations. You have a long tenure there. And I assume your assistants have a lot to do with this, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll give Nick some credit. Nick's helped out for many years, uh, not helping out this year, but uh, he's helped out for so many years. And yeah, I, we've we've had a great staff alongside us, and I think have grown as a program and become, I think, consistently competitive. And now we're we're kind of at that stage where we're we're kind of competing for conference championships. Uh, we're, we now need to get to the next stage where we're we're actually winning those more often sure. than not. Uh, and, but we're competitive against anybody in the nation, uh, whether it's top ten teams or top twenty five, and we're kind of have been in the conversation of, of receiving votes for the top twenty five. So nice, been some recent success, and hopefully we can keep it rolling. Jason, Sweet. best of luck to you and your match against Presentation. <laughs> Nick, stay out of trouble. Perk, American Outlaws Friday, going to the Sporting KC game Saturday. Absolutely. It is a lineup. It is Animal. You guys have an awesome weekend. It is The Real Football Show on ESPN FM 101.5 and 1480 AM.